Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. A&E. And on this episode of the No Gimmick Seated Wrestling Podcast, you're going to hear something a little different. So, uh, there were uh, multiple segments that were recorded for this episode, such as we did uh, AEW Revolution Predictions. And within the same weekend, we saw the show. So you're going to get the predictions at the beginning and then the review of the show at the end. Then we did Super Showdown and then we did the Wednesday Night War. There was really no news topics that we tackled on this episode. So you're going to hear me in primetime on a live visit. And then you're going to hear, uh, I think me in primetime cover the whole thing. So I just want to make sure I get that out to you guys and let you guys know that you're listening to uh, that's what's happening. Uh, we'll make sure once again that things still don't change. You guys check out spaciesphilly.com, uh, the production company we're a part of, and you guys can get all your great podcasts listened to on spaceflilly.com, such as Both Sides, Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, The Mark and Dark Show, the popular stuff they have over there. You guys listen to the uh, Nerd Coalition over there as well, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, and Ballers Now Sports Podcast as well. So all that great stuff is over there. I want you guys to check out the TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Once again, that's the TheRealNerdCoalition.com to get your Nerd Coalition merch. You get your Nerd Coalition uh, t-shirt with the Shazam logo. You get your Nerd Coalition shirt with this current logo. And then if you guys were here with us since day one-ish, you guys can get the Nerd Coalition retro logo that we first had when we first started out this channel as well you get him in hoodies and t-shirts and all great stuff like that and if you guys still like yourself merch make sure you go check over the real to get your q flow merch once again q flow the guy who does the rapping at the end and who does the music for this channel who is a christian hip-hop artist make sure you support him and get his merch as well because he has a whole album out the war drum once again it's a very cold album man i'm telling you cold i'm old school so i say cold like that but yeah so you gotta make sure you guys check that out as well so uh sit back and enjoy the show uh like i said uh it's gonna be broken up in segments so we're gonna go from one segment to the other to the other so we're gonna start off with the aew uh revolution predictions and then we're gonna go to super showdown the wednesday night war and then finish off with the aew review of revolution all right so guys enjoy the show all right guys so it is time 
to get into the whole AEW Revolution predictions. Because when recording this, uh, it's not going to come out till Saturday. And since AEW does not do AEW Network just yet, I can't go out and buy all the pay-per-views like uh, like anybody else can. So I'm going to have to wait till I get a chance to, you know, stream it somehow. Uh, but that's basically, um, why are we going to have to do our predictions now? So revolution is the first pay-per-view of the 2020 year for AEW and the first one of the decade. So they got to make it memorable. So we have a seven match card so far, which looks pretty good. All singles matches, one tag team matchup. And uh, we're we going to go over the card and give you our prediction who's going to win. So, it's the first time we actually like did this for a AEW card. Is it? I think, oh, I, I think maybe... I think we did, I think we did uh, full gear, I think. I think you probably did full gear. I think you probably did full gear. Alright. Uh, let's, let's just start. Let's go, go for the bottom. Move on up. Hack versus Orange Cassidy. Okay. Who's I is gonna win. Uh, Brutalizer and all, Hack is gonna win. Orange Cassidy is good. He can actually wrestle when when need be when he needs to be serious. But I think um, Pack is just like one of the meanest superstars. He don't got time for all that funny business. So uh, Pack. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm going to. It gotta be Pack because see, I, I'm like. The question, the question is, will Orange Cassidy try it? I'm like, maybe, maybe not. But I'm like, me personally, I want to see him try and I'm having like a good 10-minute matchup. But I don't think it's going to go with the whole thing of Orange Cassidy. Now, I don't see no upsets. If there's an upset, I I, I may toss my remote. But I'm going to go with Pack on this one. Okay. Uh, next matchup, Darby Allen takes on Sammy Guevara. So, Gavar, excuse me. And uh, we already know the story behind there. He hit him with the skateboard, crushed his larynx so he can't talk. So now he wants revenge. This, by these two small guys, should really be like a show stealer. Certainly, Darby Allen about to kill himself all the time. He is. That's why I'm going with Sammy Gavar winning this matchup. I'm going to go with Darby Allen. Really? Yeah, I mean, you can't. The, the uh, inner sugar has so many members wrestling. You can't give all of them wins. So, uh, Sammy Guevara has to take a loss here for me. You know, it, it could be a clean sweep. You don't know that. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. I, for some okay. reason, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Sammy Guevara because I know this person is going to win. Uh, next up, singles match, we have Jake Hager taking <laughs> on Dustin Rhodes. Dustin okay. showed that he wasn't scared of this bodyguard who doesn't talk, which you don't have a bodyguard kind of body, though, but still. Uh, it was taking more one-on-one. So this is going to be uh, Jack Hager's first official match in AEW. Yep, first official. And uh, I already know Gold is going to do uh, Jack Swagger hot play. Uh, Jack, H- Jack Hager, the honors. And uh, I'm going yeah, to... He, he don't mind. He, he, he's going to win the matchup over Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. I'm giving Jake Hager to win. I don't know. Something, something's going to happen where the referee isn't looking. He's going to do that low blow move and then do the gut wrench or whatever his finisher at the time is. I don't, 
Maybe still the great way. I don't know. But yeah, he's gonna do that low blow finisher into his finisher. You yeah, that's probably that's pretty much what's gonna happen. Actually, they did add a match on AEW tonight or you know. Alright, which one was that? The Dark Order versus SCU. Oh. Oh. So, <laughs> this match is when they say it might be the revival of the Exalted One. Oh, do we find out who that is on Saturday? Yes, that's what they say. This might be the reveal of the Exalted One. So, I want you to say who you think is going to win. Who do you think might be the Exalted One? Okay. So, I'm doing this. I got Dark Order winning. Okay. I got Dark Order winning this matchup. I don't think it's going to be Christopher Daniels. That's just too obvious because okay. they, keep, they keep talking about it. So, they want us to believe it's Christopher Daniels. I All don't right. know what the deal is with Matt Hardy. But okay. His contract is not up this year. His contract is up on that night. Exactly. So, like I said, I don't know what the deal is going on with Matt Hardy. Then... What are you funny if it was like Jeff Jarrett? No, he's no, nah, nah. can't yeah, be uh, Jeff Jarrett. No, nah. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your, your thing like you was telling me last week and go with Raven. Oh, oh, if it's Raven, he never get so many boos. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I'm gonna say either Luke Harper, uh-huh. uh huh, maybe Matt. Or maybe they just troll everybody and say he's not going to be here t- tonight. Oh, but, they, they don't want that kind of troll. <laughs> because cause they doing all this stuff talking about Christopher Daniels. When you see the Zonta one, you're going to be rendered, you're going to be left obsolete and stuff like that. I'm like, that's just too obvious, though. It is. It is. I'm like, uh, I, 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 can say, I don't think it's going to be met, but I, I, I don't know. I, don't I think if it don't, see, I think the, the fans they don't care who it is as long as it's not Christopher Daniels. I think they're part for anybody as long as it's not Christopher Daniels. I if agree. It's Cassidy, if it's Orange Cassidy, they'll pop. But if it's Christopher Daniels, they gon' they gon' boot. You right? Or it just may like be like prime time Elon Skipper coming back, <laughs> or or or, or, or low key. They cheer for that more than they cheer for Raven or. Uh, you know, them, but we'll, we'll see how it, how, it, how it turns out. Yeah, and, and tell whoever is in the Dark Order mask to get a f- new mask. That mask is not scary at all. <laughs> or even creepy. Uh, next, we have uh, Nyla Rose defends her women's championship against Chris Statlander. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Hmm... This is not really going to be hard. It's going to be Nyla Rose. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Nyla Rose because she just won the title. But if she if she had the title for a while, I would say Chris that. No, I think they're trying to do Nyla Rose. Like, I think they, they did Awesome Kong in Impact. And just have her be like the, the dominant force? Exactly. And right now, because their women division sucks. And you know that. And if Statlander takes it off, like there's there's no competition for her. So Nala Rose, you 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 boost that and help make new stars with her being at the top of the food chain, and especially with her being the, the, the transgender woman, stuff like that. People are already giving her negative heat, man. This show's like it's a natural keg. Well, yeah, I'm saying if she would have had the title, if she would have won the title initially, 
then of course I would see Chris Dad taking it from her. If she had a title for any length of time, then yeah. I would see the title change it. But since she has not had it for any barely time at all, she's gonna keep it and then be that evil, you know, person that always be you know, just upper hand on the faces, I I would say. So Yeah, yeah Nyla Rose wins here. But Chris Stanton is, is actually pretty she, she's good. good so but I'm gonna say she's good, but I don't see Nyla losing no time soon. Yeah, not no time soon. Uh, well, she'll probably lose almost every every TV match and then win the win the matches for the championship. So that's how it's gonna go, probably. You're right. Oh, by the way, because you did pick uh, Jake Hager to win, right? Yes. Okay. So now we're getting to the the meat the the, the steak. In this one, so uh, we got Kenny Omega and Anna Page taking on the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships. This match is going to be every bit of an elite match, as you already know. <laughs> this match is getting thirty plus minutes, you know, and they are going to be flying all over the place. This match is going to be—I I, I doubt you've ever seen this match. So anybody that's seen this match, this, this match is going to be the Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers 2.0. It's going to probably have the same story. I, I, I swear, Matt's bag is going to go out, and he's going to be fighting with a bad back the whole match. Or a bad leg. Nick, the bad leg for Nick, and the bad back with Matt. Because they just like to add stories on top of stories, along with the, the story of Hangman turning and whatever. Yeah. So this is going to be a barn burner, as they like to say. Ooh, yes, barn burner is... It's, it's correct, and it's going to be a good one. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I got the Young Bucks winning. You got the Young Bucks winning, okay. I got the Young Bucks winning. I mean, I have, I don't know. See, because they have miscommunication a lot, though, between Heyman and Kenny. I don't know if they're going to just do it just yet. I don't know yet, but in order to further the storyline, they have to lose. Okay. And he could blame okay. it on Kenny, or he like, we ain't got no belts here because of you, or do something really monstrous because they lost the championship. So, I, I would say that, you know, you, you could do that there, and then, you know, uh, have Kenny and Adam do his own thing, and have the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, since the start of AEW, uh, they have had no tag team titles so that's been good that's been good on them I think the opposite actually I'm, I'm okay. opposite with you I think something's gonna happen to Kenny during the match where he's unable to compete and it's Hangman versus both of the Bucks and he still wins the match you know by I'm, himself. I'm gonna keep my eye open for that so he can say I beat y'all by myself and then of course this starts to rip for him and Kenny yeah. Say I beat the by myself. Kenny was like, "Well, I was there, but he's like, yeah, but you ain't do nothing. I did it all by myself, type of thing." You right? Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm cool with after that. After the match, he fill up with with a, with a uh, pitcher of beer. So I'm yeah. going with Hangman and Hangman and Okay. Now we got the grudge match. He did everything he needed to do to come get this matchup. MJF taking on Cody. Okay. He did everything he was supposed to do. He took the ten lashes. Mm-hmm. Uh, still cage match. Still cage match with Warlow. 
He didn't touch MJF, even though he was being provoked every single week. So, on paper, Cody should whoop his ass. Yeah, on paper. On paper. Um, But, I don't know. First of all, how many... How many minutes into this match did Cody start bleeding? Uh, we, we, Cody bleeding like the first five minutes. First five, first four or five minutes. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those. This might be a 30-minute match, 25-minute match too. So, um, yeah, Cody, Cody's gonna, he's going to cut himself. We're going to bleed. going to make MJF look good. I think this match put MJF on the map, but I think Cody wins. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those type of things too. I think Brandy does get involved because you know she'll be at her husband's side. But Harlow too. It will, yeah, but K- Cody need to win, man. He he after everything he he went through in storyline purposes, he needs to win. Storyline purposes, he needs to win, but then also storyline this puts MJF up as a good wrestler. If he can have a good match with Cody, that put him uh, as a star. Kind of like how um. Cody had that match with Darby Allen. Nobody didn't know who he was. And then after that match, everyone was kind of getting into Darby. So yeah, Exactly, because he did a coffin drive from the top. And then on the apron, that shit sucked. Yeah, so it'll probably, it'll probably be something like that, I, I think. All right. I agree, I agree. Uh, main event time. And it is for the AEW World Championship. Hey, is this is this the first AEW where they don't have a lights out match? I think so. Because <laughs> I, I, they had one at Fighter Fest, double or nothing. Uh huh. And full gear, so you know. So I'm gonna be honest with you. <coughs> with Jericho's age and Moxie style, I'm not really looking for this match to be a classic at all. I I, I don't even think it goes too too long. But I do think that uh, Jericho can still go. Man, come on, man. No, 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 no. Jericho can still go. Come on, now. I, I, I'm not. I'm not being. But I'm saying the styles of twenty thirty. I, I will say the styles of Moxie and Jericho also. I, I'm I'm worried if it's gonna keep me entertained through that that whole matchup. But neither here or there, I am saying that Jericho's gonna get the win. Moxie's gonna get his first loss in AEW. Okay. Um. If I know anything, Jericho, this is going to be a grudge match. Jericho is going to win, but I kind of feel like this will be like a this will be like a Jericho and a Tanahashi match where Jericho is basically doing all his antics when he gets the upper hand, like going outside and flicking the camera off and flicking the crowd off and doing all these stunts, messing with Justin Roberts. Yeah, and then comes in because he's so arrogant. Comes in like it ain't nothing, and then Moxie beats him up for whatever, or does so and so move. And um, who from the inner circle comes out? Santana and Ortiz might come out, and something happens. He beats both of them up, and then uh, uh, this effect. Yeah, so stuff like that where Santana and Ortiz help help out change the tide. I'm telling you, Moxie, I, I just read this man's stats as he was coming out. This one said 11, 0, and 1. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. No losses and a tie. 
Um, no, Mox is getting his first loss. I don't know if they're ready to give off the, get the championship off of Jericho right now because I'm liking the whole inner circle thing. Yeah, and <laughs> so yeah, I think he's gonna get his first loss, and then maybe after he gets his first loss, then maybe he can be more lenient to do more things. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So well, I'm taking. Uh, so guys, that is all so far of the Revolution card. Like I said, we didn't see talk about the Dark Order SCU matches, but added because you know you never gotta have more than just one tag team match player. <laughs> so I, I mean, this has a chance to be a great pay per view, but like I said, it's all just singles matches and just tag matches. So I'm definitely gonna have my eyes open uh, with, with those with those three with the with the tag team MJF and Chris Jericho, and uh, and see what's going on with the Dark Order. So what what what's going to happen is we're probably going to come back. And I'll probably go do my own separate video for review if I do have time for it and stuff like that. Because like I'm not ordering it. I'm just going to see if I can find it on some type of streaming service. I'm sorry. Or go, okay. you know, I, I, I don't have no time to go to the bar or nothing like that. But yeah, I'll, I'll check to see if they got something like they're playing. But uh, we, we're going we're gonna to move on with the rest of the podcast. First of all, I know everybody out there is pissed, heated. And you know what? Like I said, I, this is going to be, this is on the podcast, and it's going to be its own little separate video also. Like I said, I don't usually do Super Showdown stuff, but this time I'm actually going to review Super Showdown. Usually I just like to just put it on the podcast. That's why you're getting it here on Sunday. All right, Prime. First of all, I want to just say this right now off the back. This was a clusterfuck of a show. Like all of them are? Like all of them are. And I don't know what the appeal is for the show anymore. First of all, they made it back to Friday Night Smackdown, so it showed me all they cared about was making their money and bouncing. Well, half of people on the show showed that. Exactly. So, let's get uh, into this without wasting any more time. Uh, Pre-show match, the OC uh, take on the Viking Raiders, and they beat them. I mean, Ivar misses the moonsaw, and then they hit the magic killer on Ivar, and he win the match. Is that the only place where the OC is undefeated? It, it has to be. Because first of all, I'm sitting there asking myself, I picked these Viking Raiders in fantasy. What the hell happened to the Viking Raiders? Like, I never thought I would say this, but I'm thinking about dropping them. Yeah, I mean, hey. They have lost seven weeks in a row. When I got Seth Rollins, I was I thought his like he had just came off the thing with the Fiend, so I was like, oh well, they probably not gonna build him up. And I, I'm a tag team champion, so you doing all guy. right. Uh, I so, mean, you can get uh, well, let's talk about that off here. I got some people you probably can get that probably get a WrestleMania win, maybe. Probably. Uh, so now we we start off the show and we start off. With the gauntlet match. First of all, uh-huh. did you know that this? Did you know that this trophy was prestigious? Michael oh, Cole told us like fifty times. That's right, the prestigious Tawake Trophy. Yeah, cause we don't because know what that is. So, every no. time we're in Saudi Arabia, there's always a precious trophy, and there's I always think, somebody win it that's usually not in the match. I think the Saudi Arabia people are done with this. I don't think they care, honestly. I think they just be there just to say that they was there. Oh, good, good point. Uh, so let's talk about the Gauntlet match. 
and to start the, the two to start off is Truth and Bobby Lashley. Now, once again, I said this on the podcast. Uh, AJ was going to win this matchup. I said that before it even happened. Now, yeah. but before I get there, this what happens. So Bobby Lashley runs into the po- uh, post. Truth throws him up. I'm like, okay, lucky win for Truth. Maybe because his 24 is coming out after this. Maybe because. You know, and then so Lashley attacked Truth uh, at his elimination. Then after that was the returning United States champion, Andrade. Andrade came. Oh my God. Andrade came out. And then, remember that women's championship match with Beth, Beth Phoenix and Lay Cool, where they, like, Beth hit butted Michelle McCool and, they, and she fell out the ring and she was knocked out and Lay just t- took the. Took the pinfall and beat Beth Phoenix that way. Well, yeah, but Lake, the Lakers. We're not going to get on Lakers right now, but yeah, I, I remember that. No, I'm just saying. I'm just like the Glamazon, the women's champion, lost to a headbutt yep. by accident. Uh-huh. Well, that's what this felt like. This ain't even. This felt a botch because like he hit the back of his head. He kind of like sold it like thirty. Well, not thirty, but three seconds later. And then Truth picks up the win over Andrade. I said, truth is, I'm about to be this Iron Man right now. He's not about to be this Iron Man. Well, here comes Eric Rowan. And, uh, wait, wait a minute. Before we get to that, before we get to that, you tell me he could take a sunset flip off a ladder on another ladder and get back up and win the match. But can't take a hit, bud. You right? And, Logic, uh, I guess. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, Eric Rowan comes out and. Uh, he comes and he throws Truth into the ring steps the same spot from Raw with Alistair Black. His cage goes flying. So now you, you're doing a cage flying thing. There's going to be no payoff to this. There's nothing in that cage. First of all, there's nothing. First of all, if there is something in the cage, it still wouldn't matter. It's still not even. The um, payoff still wouldn't be good. It would be. First of all, I, I, as far as the rags don't say it on top of it. But that's either here or there. So, <coughs> um, he, uh, Rowan. Gets pissed, and then uh, he 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 hits Truth with the steel steps and gets disqualified. So we're so protecting him after he lost twice to Alistair Black. Okay, no problem at all. So then here comes the last man to come out. No, not really. But AJ Styles comes out and he makes Truth get eliminated with a calf crusher. Truth taps out. So Truth's your Iron Man this matchup. And then backstage, the OC attacked Rey Mysterio. So. Ray was still can't compete now. So AJ Styles like, you should just ring my, you know, raise my hand as the winner. And I was like, okay, let's do it right here. Because that's, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do this Undertaker angle right here. And how about, damn, I was right. You see Gallows shivering like he has, like he has, like the, uh, you know, the coronavirus. Just uh, fevering up. Like, what happened to him? They call him and flies out of nowhere. And then you see the trench coat in the feet. Nice shot. It is a nice shot. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the Undertaker comes out. So for, Wait, but before he comes out, I have to say this. Because you know I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. Per the referee, if his opponent does not come out by the count of 10, ten. AJ Styles wins, right? <laughs> he was on the four before the Undertaker even came on the screen. You're right. And I know after that ten minute inch, I count it. It was seven minutes. That's his uh, entrance. 
Oh, I, 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 had, I had it at 14. But yeah, seven, <laughs> seven minutes out of a 10-second count, Undertaker comes to the ring, and then... <laughs> I got to say, though, with, with the Saudi mania-looking experience, it did, it did look awesome, though. I can't even lie. It did, and it was still outside everything. However, Undertaker came in, took Mysterio's place. I was like, oh, don't, don't do this. I, I respect the angle, but don't put him in the match because this crap happened. AJ Styles takes a bad choke slam. Mm-hmm. Takes a bad choke slam, and Undertaker pins him. Don't take his jacket off, his head off, and beats AJ Styles. Yeah, but I mean, you got one of the top people in the company losing to just one choke slam. Like, if I would have just did one move, I would have gave him a tombstone. Yeah, and it wasn't even a good choke slam. It's like he had him up in the air. He seen his hat was about to fly off, so he like used the other hand to put it back on while slamming him <laughs> at the same time. Like, all right. Oh Jesus Christ! And then, so that's what we're doing with AJ Styles. You, you, you're right. Instead of him winning the trophy and gloating about it, no. Uh, this is what we're gonna do, with AJ Styles. Okay, Undertaker so. win the trophy. And by the way, he could not care. He could not give. He could not care about the trophy. Like no, he just looked at it. Whatever, and they walked off. Yeah, and Undertaker went back to his plane, left Saudi Arabia, and said, I don't know how y'all doing it, but get that trophy back here. <laughs> He's like, all right, Michelle, uh, they should be here another 15 hours. Exactly. <laughs> Next up is for the tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships player. Uh, we got the New Day taking on Miz and Morrison. Okay. I okay. cannot believe... The Saudi crowd was chanting the Miz and Morrison chant that they just made up on SmackDown. Did you hear that? You didn't hear uh, no, what I was chanting? I didn't, honestly. The, first of all, the chant is Miz and Morrison, hey, hey, ho, ho. That's the chant. Ooh, got it. Time to come with a new one, boys. Because uh, they, they was like, we can have a better chant than New Day. So that's kind of where it started off from. Oh, okay. Well, the match is actually a pretty decent matchup. Dumb spot because <laughs> Kofi died. <laughs> Kofi does the whole trust fall dive, and it just so happens the Miz is out there. Now I'm pretty sure this is supposed <laughs> oh, to be. I know how you feel about Miz. This is supposed to be intentional, but Miz has a reputation for not catching nobody. Kofi does this dive over the top ropes. He don't touch him or nothing. He just flies on top of the rope. Miz slides out the way, and he falls flat on his back. It's not even like he slid out the way. It's like he just got—he just jumped off the apron. And, like, yeah. It, 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 it's it, like a it, game it was, of GTA when you get wasted. Except, bruh, Kofi's body just plopped. I was like, what, 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 what happened? And this is after uh, they tried to go for well, – they actually did hit the, the midnight hour. And then yeah. – like, then they get kicked out. Then Miz hit the co- after Kofi splatted, hit his Big E with score question finale. But Big E kicks out, so there is drama in the match. Kofi somehow gets back into the matchup, but it's still not enough as they roll him up and they gra- Morrison grabs his tights, and they are now the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. You know why they wanted to do this? Why? So they can be added on the list of history. Of uh, ten team champions to win after ten years. Okay. So I think it's like it's like four teams on that list. It's like New Age Outlaws, 
There's Miz and Morrison, the Hardys, and Hawkins and Ryder. No Douglas? To, to win the title at the team. Oh, that's right. No, nah, Douglas didn't win it when they came back. That's right. Yeah. They didn't win. They didn't win. They didn't win. All right. So, after that, uh, it really didn't matter. We, we, we go to Angel Garza versus uh, Humberto Correa, which in the my match pers- I fell asleep on. Yeah, look, the match on Raw was better. The match on Raw. Right, I, had, I had to go back and watch this because this is the part I fell asleep on, so... Yeah, it, no, I'm sorry. It, it wasn't that. It wasn't that good in the first place. So Andrew Garza. It's not. That, it's not even like I'm bored of it or anything. But it's like we had this match three weeks in a row on Raw, and then we literally just had like what? What was that? Two days ago, what yeah. Raw was to the pay per view. Well, the Saudi government could care less. <laughs> Obviously, about the, I'm about to say these are really two talented guys that can high fly, but the mm-hmm. Saudi government could care less. Uh, next up for the Raw Tag Team Championships, Seth Rollins and Murphy take on the Street Profits. I do like how Street Profits had the uh, whole Saudi Arabia colors on. Is it just I me? like? Oh, what uh, you gonna say? What you say? No, I was gonna say I really enjoyed Seth Rollins and Murphy's entrance because they just looked so amazing. Uh huh. Like the, all the fire and just everything just looked amazing to me. Yeah, it's that salty money. Uh, I also uh, the thing is, I, I was like, is, is it just me, or is Andrew Dawkins gaining weight? Yes, I thought that when he when did, what was that he when he when he pounced at Buddy Murphy on the on the staircase. I mean, yeah. on the barricade. I was like, he could look a little bit bigger or stonky or something. That was, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing them rolls in that, in that thing, but I ain't going to complain. Uh, Montez hits a, a frog splash, but it's not enough. Uh, there, there was, Murphy takes a pounce over the announce table, which looked very sick, even though he almost like kind of like no-sold it after like a couple of minutes. I was like, wait, well, why is he back in the ring? Uh, Murphy, uh, for, uh, so... Montez goes for a dive on the outside. Murphy and Seth Rollins catches him and throws him, kind of give him a kind of modified buckle bomb right into the barricade. Go back and focus on Dawkins. And Dawkins is laying on the bottom row. Seth Rollins comes, gives him a curve stomp on the apron. And then Murphy and Seth Rollins retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. I don't know where this is going for WrestleMania. Okay. I, don't know. I, don't, I have no idea either. I thought... It was on the Kevin Owens thing. Now they're doing the Street Profits thing. I don't know what's going on with Seth Rollins. I don't. And you know what else I don't know what's going on with? Mansoor is taking on Dolph Ziggler. The only thing I cared about in this match, he did like a nice slice spread DDT to Dolph Ziggler. And then he did a moonsault that almost scared me because his knees hit right on Dolph's arm. Remember when Kurt Angle broke Bob Holly's arm doing a moonsault like that? But man, so I mean, he, he he beats Dolph Ziggler, and you know he got to keep the Saudi street going. Yeah, I'm like, but come on, I mean, like, look, if it, if it's Brock Lesnar versus Mansoor and Saudi Arabia, somehow, some way, he's he's winning. I don't know how. I mean, I'm all cool with that, but they he, they gotta stop. They gotta stop dusting him off for just these big shows. Like, put him on NXT so if we can we can give a damn about him. Yeah, yeah so like one match about him or about his character, yeah. So I don't know why they keep doing it. like 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 we kind of oh shit that's Mansoor I guess, 
yeah, but he he still is young. He like nineteen or twenty. So I guess he still got a, a lot to learn still. He do as far as wrestling. Next up is for the WWE Championship: Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Did you see the open the package? Can we call this a match? Not really. <laughs> you, did you see open the package? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, so Ricochet was talking. He was like, "Why not me?" And they showed a glimpse of the match card at WrestleMania with Drew McIntyre, and he had a picture of Ricochet holding the WWE Championship belt. They said WrestleMania, <laughs> like it was. And they were trying to tease that Ricochet could go up against Drew McIntyre. I said, "Nobody's believing that." Yeah, nobody. Nobody's believing. Nobody's <laughs> believing that. So uh, as the match gets started. He goes for a drop kick and Brock just pushes him off. Literally, listen to me. German suplex one, German suplex two, German suplex three, F5, the match is done. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. We thought it was going to have like a back and forth. 90 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we thought it was going to be a back and forth. I mean, we already know Ricochet was losing, but I didn't know he was getting squashed like that. Yeah, I thought, you know, obviously it's going to be something, how we say he likes to work with the little guys, but, yeah, didn't give us nothing. He said, this ain't our truth. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only person I want to work with. <laughs> and speaking of matches that everybody, everybody, including the company, forgot. Steel cage matchup, Roman Reigns versus Corbin. King Corbin. Oh, literally, before you said that, I was like, wait, what? I thought, okay, yeah, all right. Yo, bro, when they announced it, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. They did say something about a cage match, didn't they? Yeah, hopefully this is the last stand. Oh, God, it should have been that at the Falls Count Anywhere match at the Royal Rumble. But we didn't get that. So we get a boring cage match because AEW just had one. And they said, well, let's fight at the top because we're innovative. They fight at the top, exchange blows, and then slowly both climb back down. <laughs> and I yeah, said, I, ain't trying to take this bump. I said, you know what? I'm done with this. And then, uh, Baron Corbin, excuse me, Kane Corbin is caught up in the ropes, and then Roman gives him three Superman punches because he's caught up in there, and then, uh, was the spear? I don't remember. And pins King Corbin. I think he care. had a chain. He had a chain on his fist and did the. Oh, um, that Superman punch. That's right. Yeah. The chain that Corbin brought with him. To, uh, uh, the, the chain that he brought with him to lock the door. Right. Well, that sucked. That was boring, and nobody cared. I know yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. Now let's let's make history for having a women's championship match. On Saudi Saudi Arabia with Naomi taking on Bailey, so Bailey wears this blue shirt, completely covered up. Naomi, as you see, there is no afro. She got the hair braided up, and she she got t-shirts on, and they look that bad. <laughs> you can still see everything. I mean, you can, but I'm still saying, as part as, as far as the wrestling goes, it ain't do that bad. Bailey hits a. Old school belly to belly, but then Naomi kicks out, and uh, there wasn't that much noteworthy up to the match other than, you know, uh, Bailey did do her finishing, which I catch Naomi's hair up, and 
that was basically it. I was like, well, I don't know what the WrestleMania plan was, but that was trash. Can we just do Bailey versus Sasha get it over with and have her win it or something? Exactly. Like, oh. I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. Because speaking of which look, this is why y'all came here. This is why y'all want to hear the podcast. Main event time. Singles match for Universal Championship. Goldberg taking on the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Okay. Goldberg makes his way to the ring. So does the Fiend. And I'm like, I know what this match is going to be. And honestly, I'm a Goldberg fan. I can't take that away from it. I, I predicted Goldberg was going to win this. But something inside it bothered me. Goldberg hits three spears, or two spears, and then Wyatt puts him in the Manimal Claw. He fights out, and he gives another spear to Wyatt, and then Wyatt has to go for the, he goes for the pin, kicks out. Wyatt has to go for the Manimal Claw again. He gets out and gives Wyatt the most shittiest looking. First of all, that was a suplex. It was. It wasn't a jackhammer. That's why it was the shittiest jackhammer I've ever seen. And I'm like... Well... <laughs> the one Undertaker... Can we call it a jackhammer? Or just, we go, do we just go with the Brain Buster at this point? I'm going to call it the Brain Buster, man. All right, all right. I'm going to call it the Brain Buster. At least, at least he got Undertaker up. Why, big ass, he can name either super. Yeah, I don't even know why he attempted that. Come on, he didn't know why it's over probably three or at least in the two eighties or nineties. Exactly. He's a big, I mean, but if he did to Undertaker, he probably figured, you know, uh, maybe he could do it. But look, I'm just saying that uh, it didn't look good. Goldberg beats the Fiend and becomes the new Universal Champion. Okay, so prime before we get to this, let me know how you feel. I felt it unnecessary, honestly. Everybody on the podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two things on the podcast. I I did say <laughs> Goldberg was gonna win, right? Yeah. Goldberg, I want you to understand something. Is going to be money. This is the way Vince Man is probably thinking right now. Vince is probably thinking, look. If we do Roman versus The Fiend at WrestleMania, I've done all this work to get Roman out the title picture when he came back from cancer to, you know, for him to be sympathetic babyface again. If I put him against The Fiend, you know Roman got to win. Y'all going to hate Roman after The Fiend. Well, I mean, he don't, he don't have to win. He's going to win. Come on, you know that. Roman may be, like, four-time runner-up in the Royal Rumble, but he has made a very WrestleMania. He T wins the matches, so uh-huh. he's going to beat the Fiend, and people are going to be pissed that Roman Reigns beat the Fiend in his Roman Reigns. So in order, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would be mad. You don't think that the, the universe would be mad that when Roman Reigns beats the Fiend? No, I don't, because they're interested in the Fiend and the, him, the Fiend versus Roman is a matchup people would want to see, like. It's actual people like people can hate on Roman, they can hate on the Fiend, but they can't lie. They would want to see that match just to see who will win. That's how I feel. Like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even care who won the match. I would actually be interested in the match, especially if they book it right. How the Fiend has been booked. I mean, I get that, but he feels as though that 
it needs to be the battle of the spears. So that's why Goldberg won. Now, as soon as Goldberg won that title, they they had to know the fans were going to turn on them. But I'm listening. What's the? Who does that help? It don't help nobody. Look, I, look I, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm saying like I'm, you gonna you gonna do all this to just derail Bray Wyatt's momentum. So it can get Roman over. They could have got Roman over in the field or whatever. Like, I don't think they need a Goldberg to win to get heat to get Roman a bigger cheer. That's all I'm saying. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you. Here's the thing: people think as a Goldberg fan. Look, as the fan, I'm like, cool. I will. I don't know if he's going to win a championship, but as a wrestling fan, I understand why people are pissed because I understand. Why it's fucking frustrating. It's for and first of all, what was it, it, it? It's not you know what's frustrating. It's not that the fiend lost. It's how the fiend lost. Yeah, they can lose like what two minutes, less than a minute or so. It'd be different. And first of all, Bray Wyatt ain't taking those spirits like Dolph Ziggler was. So <laughs> Bray Wyatt is not making the spirit look good. Okay. We got the, the Fiend character is great, but we got to still remember Bray Wyatt's the one wrestling, all right? Bray Wyatt uh-huh. is not a Matt General. Okay, Bray Wyatt is not in there that's going to make your shit look good. Can we agree on that? Yeah, we can agree. N- number two, it's that Seth Rollins had to like damn near kill this man in Hell in a Cell for them to stop the match. For, for one, he took a steel chair to the head, a concerto. He took a ladder to the head. He took a toolbox to the head and a hammer to the head and got right back up. Exactly. They threw him off the stage and the pyro exploded on him and he stood up. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It does not match. And then he gets this shitty jackhammer and automatically he wins. It'd be different. Look, I'm, I'm being dead serious. It'd be different. <laughs> If this was Goldberg from 98. Remember when Goldberg... Yeah, 90, 98, 97 Goldberg. With a powerful spear and a, the nasty jackhammer. That yeah. would make sense to the, to be more powerful to defeat exactly. the Fiend. When Goldberg took out Raven's flock by himself. That's the Goldberg that it's like the Fiend ain't stopping him. I get it. But we didn't get that Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that he lost to a shitty jackhammer... And three shitty spears, and I'm not putting all those spears on Goldberg, but I'm just saying. But that's what that's what he lost to. So that's why people are very upset. So and Goldberg, for one, Goldberg is different from other people. Like other people, when they come back, like John Morrison, and then when they come back, they be wrestling the whole time, not just sitting at home like they acting like Goldberg hasn't been active since SummerSlam. He, he so hasn't. Just, so he's just been basically sitting there working out, but he hasn't been like in the ring. But, exactly. You know. And I mean, it's, it's to get that win back. So, in I, I get the frustration, and obviously they're going to do. And then, uh huh. I was going to say also, it's kind of frustrating because it's like, imagine you working all year, you doing your best, you busting your butt, you working your heart, and you get this promotion, and then somebody that ain't been there in like a year or so just come in and take the promotion, and then just you just left. Believe it or not, we have a we have a legit email question that that was sent to us on Instagram. Okay. That during the podcast later on, we're going to answer. 
Okay. About the same thing. All right. All uh, right. So, obviously, he wants to do Roman versus Goldberg at Mania. The battle of the Spears. Okay, for you, not, not even being a Roman fan, I mean, not even being a Goldberg fan, do you want to see that match? Is that match money for you? When you say take my money, if WrestleMania depended on this match, would you want it? Yes or no? I'm, I'm going to be completely real with you. First of all, I wanted Roman and Goldberg last year, but it didn't happen. Okay. It didn't okay. happen. Uh, when they both spirit Braun at the same time, that's when I wanted Roman and Goldberg. But, 2017? But that was that was three years ago. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Now, each year, Goldberg gets older. And grayer. And Here's the thing. But he still look good, but I'm saying but he gets older. Here's my thing. I didn't want Roman versus The Fiend neither. Yeah, but yeah, true, true. Because I've seen Bray Wyatt versus Ron. See, people are not getting that out there, not getting that in their brains. Look, let's just be real. The Fiend is a great character, <coughs> but Bray Wyatt is still the character. And if you don't have the theatrics like he has in his other matches, or he got somebody to carry him in his matches. Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan. The matches aren't that good. Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt only had one good match in my opinion. You know what match that was? The hardcore match. The Hell in a Cell match he had. Well, yeah, hardcore. Yeah. Other than that, Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns had never had no good matches. And I didn't. I was like, just because Bray Wyatt got a new gimmick, I don't want to see that shit again. Because honestly, all it's going to be is 36 Superman punches. Y'all thought the curb stop was bad. We're going to get 36 Superman punches where the Fiend keeps sitting up, Man of claws, and it's not going to be a technical masterpiece. So, honestly, I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. Give me the car crash because Goldberg and Roman Reigns is going to be the car crash. But in my personal opinion, they didn't need the title for that. Yeah, they did not need the title for that. That's my thing. He could have kept the title if, if they still wanted him. I don't. Honestly, if y'all want to do Fiend and Cena, had the Fiend keep the title because that look that puts more story on it. Look, listen to this: <coughs> the Fiend, who C- Cena is the reason why Bray Wyatt lost his momentum for oh, was it six years ago? No, fourteen. Yeah, we, we, yeah, when he beat him at WrestleMania thirty. That's the reason why Bray Wyatt had to, you know lost his momentum. So what better way to do it than the Fiend coming back like yo I want Cena and Cena like you know what I want my seventeen championship. It is a match made story right there. You could have did that, and then you could have had Roman and Goldberg be the battle of the car crashes right there. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I, I just don't know, I don't know what to say. Look, I mean, look, people are pissed, I get it, I understand people are pissed, I was just like, shit, Goldberg won, I said Goldberg was going to win, that's how, Vince don't like streaks, and Vince is And why, going, why make him then? Huh? Why make him then, if he don't like him? Why would he? Because he gets people over. Yeah, See, so why would you build somebody up for six months? And had them lose in two minutes. Look, I uh, look. First of all, 
Look well, at I know every, you agree. I'm just saying that that's, that this makes no sense. Look at every streak that happened in WWE and look how they lost. Look at Brock Lesnar. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar lost to a choke slam on a steel chair from the Big Show with jeans on. <laughs> Brock Lesnar d- survived hell in a cell with the Undertaker. He got yeah. thrown through a stage. He got smacked in the face with a steel chair, and that's how he loses. Ryback, Ryback was dominant, and everybody was. Ryback, Ryback. is that the CM Punk loss? Yeah, that's when he lost his steam. Bad to a roll up. Ryback was going was doing all this stuff, and he lost to a roll up. So same thing with the Fiend. He was doing he's doing all this stuff, and then what happens? He loses to a shitty looking jackhammer. As a Goldberg fan, as a Goldberg fan, I'm hyped. And I, I know how the business works. But as also just a logical going into WrestleMania thing, I'm like, we could have got to Goldberg and Reigns without the championship. Yeah, plus it's like Roman obviously is not the one to call matches. And Goldberg is definitely not the one to call matches. So, so as I said, it's going, to be the, it's going to be the car crash. I just don't need the car crash without the title. You could give me yeah. Cena and, and, and The Fiend with the title. And I don't want Goldberg to be like, oh, this is my last match if I lose. I don't want him to be doing all that either. Because we know, he's going to say it like four or five times, this is like my last match. And then he come back and somehow, some way, some shape or form. You'll keep paying that money. So, look, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into a huge tangent rant. But uh, I can. <laughs> I won't. Nah, I'm not either. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not. The show is garbage. <laughs> the, 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 the Overall, the whole show is garbage. Look, Goldberg wins the championship. I can't. I can't change that. I understand if you're, people are, are upset about that. Don't come at me and say I'm not true. I've been watching this sport or this entertainment since 1992. I know how this shit works, okay? And I am a fan of Goldberg. Like me and Q Flow, we the only ones on here that's fan of Goldberg. And yes, I was like Goldberg. I'm doing the whole chant and everything. I get it, but I don't like the expense of. What happens to Bray Wyatt in all these times? Especially with The Fiend growing. I was excited for the match, but I figured Goldberg was going to probably lose. But I was like, but if he does win, I'd rather Goldberg win in that convincing fashion like he did back in 98. But he's uh-huh. just not there anymore. So, okay. Okay, well, we might as well talk about this then. How did you feel about him coming out and just standing there pointing at the sign then? At WrestleMania sign? Yeah, I would have just had him come out. Since he's mad he lost the title, I would have just had him come out and attack Cena or something like I want to just have him just sitting there all calm and just pointing. Yeah, you know? it was a definitely waste of the fiend. It's kind of like the Kofi thing; he didn't even acknowledge his loss. Yeah, it's it's a waste of the, it's a, it's a waste of the fiend. It really, but you know, I we'll, I we'll we'll get into that more deeper into the podcast. But but okay, but, okay. but but right now, this is going to be sectioned off for YouTube. So make sure you guys you know listen if you listen to it on YouTube, you can post your comments down below and everything like that. But then we're gonna move on. Deeper into the podcast, uh, going to other reviews. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War NXT taking on AEW. And right now, me and Primetime about to break down who won for the week. Charlotte makes her return to NXT in 10, it wasn't 10 years, six, eight, four, six, four years, six, 2014. Oh. Yeah, so six years since she's been in there. 
going up against Bianca Belair. But then we have the go home to AEW Revolution. So, well, let, let's see what show did better and what show did not. So, starting off with NXT. So, NXT starts off with Dominic Dajakovic taking on your boy uh, Cameron Grimes. Yep. And uh, the matchup, I, I mean, I'm starting to kind of like your boy Cameron Grimes a little bit because he, like, he is very dedicated to his gimmick. Yeah, he just I, he still has he got to um get there like he he is not the Trevor Lee that I know so he got to get there still. Oh, so you think you think he's holding back? So yes, uh huh. Because he was like I don't know like I don't know if it's just him not getting that much TV time, but when he's on TV, he doesn't do nearly the stuff he does like regularly. Uh huh. Even his finish don't even look good no more. I don't know if he just can't get the, get it right or I don't know. Well, while on the outside of the ring, uh, Damian Priest comes, I, I, I didn't see him in a minute, comes out and hits Dominic Dajakovic with a steel pipe in the knee. Was that a steel pipe? I don't know. It looked like he did a magic trick with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had it in his fist and he just, like, extended it and then it just extended that and then he hit him. Yeah, look. Uh, I... Some hit him in his knee. And then, uh, so, uh, he barely, uh, beats the, uh, the, the, the tank out, but Grimes does pick up the win here from the distraction of, uh, uh, uh Damian Priest. As soon as he got in the ring. So I was just like, huh, so I guess we're going on from Keith Lee to Damian Priest? I thought he was probably going to get Keith Lee one more time, but, uh, you know, triple threat or, you know, like, they might make it a number one contenders or something. I'm not mad at it, though. I'm not mad at it. Uh, Finn Balor has a promo talking about his accomplishments of beating Johnny Gorgano and all his accomplishments of victories that he had over in NXT, but that does not sit well with Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel from Imperial. <laughs> And they come in and they are addressing on behalf of the UK champion, Walter. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Finn Balor obviously did not really act like he cared about it. But Imperium gets the leverage and starts beating down Finn Balor. So, Balor and Walter? What you thinking? I mean, I wouldn't be... I... I don't know how that, that match might be. Um, well, let me say that, but that match might not be the best. I'll put it like that. <laughs> just all these styles are like just kind of slow paced. That's all. That's why I say that. I I, I can agree with you. I, I did. I think they're trying to get like a big money match for that WrestleMania weekend. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's gonna be good, but it's still gonna be like so slow paced. That's all. Yeah, I I, I didn't say that too. Zion Lee is taking on Mia Yim. So, uh, Mia Yim, uh, right now has to control basically throughout the whole matchup. And, uh, Zion Lee gets a little bit of offensive, but Mia Yim hits the eat the feet or protect your neck or the soul food, whatever you want to call it. Cause, you know, I, I, I ran out of names of it, but instead of pinning Zion Lee, uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, huh? 
That's the end of Dakota Kai. Yeah, the end of Dakota Kai, yeah, uh, on, the, on the top of the ramp. And she explains about how you took my place at War Games. Oh, speak of consistency. And it distracts me Yim, and then Zaylee rolls her up. And then Raquel Gonzalez comes in there and starts beating down me and Yim. Then Zaylee tries to come help. She gets tossed out. And then Raquel gives her like a, uh, one of the side power bombs to me and Yim. And stands tall as Dakota Kai just watches. So, having... Uh, Raquel goes out do all her dirty work for her, but it's it not going to be next week because next week it's going to be inside of a steel cage, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox. Yeah, that will be interesting. That, that will be yeah, interesting. interesting. You, know, you know what's interesting? <laughs> what? How AEW just had this cage match last yeah. week, and they like, we yeah, and, well, oh, well, we're going to have two. Okay. <laughs> all right, WWE. <laughs> Uh, last week, and then you get to that, we're gonna change our, our sale too. Ours gonna be yo, coming from the ground. It's not if they put a top on there, I'm dying. I'm dying to put a top on there. That'd be dumb for the people. Uh, Chopper, uh, last week interrupted uh, Austin Theory's matchup, and Austin Theory didn't take too lightly to that. So we get Tommaso Chopper taking on Austin Theory in a one-on-one matchup. First of all, I, I'm a real big fan of Austin Theory. Because I watched him in Evolve. Yeah. So, I think he's really good. So, uh. It's good to be that young, too. It, to be that young as well. But still, you don't get enough time over the veteran, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who does pick up the win of Austin Theory. But after the matchup, Johnny Gargano comes out and starts attacking Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was- I don't know. It's kind of like he stumbled at first, so he had to catch a swimming. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he gave it to him. I mean, t- in, in, in my personal opinion, these roles are just so miscast. <laughs> and I'm I like, mean, I'm just talking about Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa thing for now. It it can't it can't be a regular match, can it? It's either going to be a hell in the set or a loser leaves under a stipulation match. Like it's going to be a stipulation and a like a loser leaves. A gimmick match and a loser league is NXT match or something. It has to be. Because. <laughs> Unless they do another three stages, but with different things like Gargano and uh, and uh, Adam Cole did. No, it, you know, I, it got to be a hell of a sell. That would be awesome. We're we, we not going to have no hell of a sell at Mania, so too much is just like, why not? I'll do it. <laughs> Killian Dame takes on Bronston Reed, two big behemoths going at it. Killian Dame getting the win with multiple senton bombs and a Vader bomb. So it was it was cool seeing these two Mack trucks go at it. Bronston Reed is still is coming up in the rankings, so I knew he wasn't going to win this just yet, but he's still making a name for himself. Yeah, it's just good to see Killian Dame get a win here and there. Yeah, Velveteen Dream has a, a vignette in the back with the purple ambiance. And he says, you know, last week, Earthspeed <laughs> Area and Roddy, you hurt the dreams back. <laughs> and so, Commissioner Regal, I want Roddy to feel that cage. So why don't you just leave it up? And then we're going to have ourselves a second cage match of Velveteen Dream taking on Roderick Strong inside of a steel cage. Oh, they had a cage match that was good, huh? All right, we don't give them two good cage <laughs> matches then. <laughs> we don't watch AEW. It, not at all, bro. We don't. 
I'm telling you, man, if you've been a wrestling fan for any amount of years, you already know. It was just like, all right, y'all, man, we, we got to bring the cage out now. But this time, but I also want to either have a roof or you got to climb a ladder to get out. It's going to be something stupidly like, just keep a regular cage match over there. Just do what you do. <clears throat> uh, speaking of forgotten, the Grizzly Young Veterans take on the Forgotten Sons. Real quick, two, two out of three. How much you want to bet? Velveteen either does a purple rainmaker off the top, or something happens off the top. Something's got to happen off the top. Cody can do a moonsault. It's got to be a purple rainmaker off the top or something. Yes, I think Velveteen Dream hits the purple rainmaker off the top onto Roderick Strong wins the matchup because they're not going to let Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai do do that spot. Or somehow all the undisputed air gets in the ring and he just does the elbow on all of them or cross body or so. God, I do not want that. I don't want that. I don't want the Shaman Man crossbody. I don't want the Mysterio cross. I don't want that. The Shaman Man crossbody. Yeah, <laughs> it don't. They don't need. They don't need that. Grizzly Young Vets take on the Forgotten Sons. And if you talk about a match that I forgot, this is one of them. Uh, I, these two teams just. Uh. It and you know what? They gave him time. I was like, I don't not care. This is how the Forgotten Sons are more faces now. Yeah, I guess they're trying to turn them into faces. Steve Cutler cut his hair. It doesn't make a difference to me. I would never believe Steve Cutler as a face after what he did at the live show I was at. And it was, so, what did so he do? I'm curious. Somehow the they told him to shut up. And he was like, you suck. He was like, well, at least I can walk. You don't have no legs. And then that was that was just off. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That was just even as a kid, that was still the funniest, meanest thing I ever heard of a wrestler <laughs> But yeah, wow. I was like, yeah, I can't believe it as a face after that. <laughs> uh, the Grizzly Young Vets pick up the win here. So, I guess I didn't care nothing about this match, let alone see, see this match. Right? Main event time as Charlotte, who clearly looked like she was dressed, and she just came back with the Andrade. Had her cut off jeans and, a, and, and a, had her take top on. I was like, all right, you going with your unsuspended man after this. But no, she, she had to wait a couple of days, obviously, but you know. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's main event time. Charlotte taking on Bianca Belair. A match I was, I was waiting to see. And I was actually conflicted because NXT put on a good main event, but so did AEW. Yeah, uh, but for this match, I don't know. Part of, uh, of course, they got to have the ring chemistry. I don't think they had ring chemistry yet. So, of course, parts of this match was kind of slow. But yeah. it, was still, it was a solid match. But, you know, you can tell, like, they, they, they still don't have chemistry. Well, they don't have chemistry yet. But, however, I did, like, you know, as the match was going on, because Charles is just that good, you know, like, gelling in, in the match. Because uh, there were times where... Bianca was waiting for spots. Obvious, it made it kind of obvious. There was a little bit of sloppiness to it, but I think uh, as we got towards the end of the matchup, stuff started flaring. Like when, when she went for the whole uh, handspring moonsault, she kicked her in the in the midsection. I think that's when uh, things started getting you know more into speed. So uh, she hit the struggles for a moonsault. I was like, oh, God, here go one of them ugly moonsaults. And she said, well, if it's going to be ugly, I'm going to have to turn it into a backflip. So she does a backflip from the top because Bianca tries to uh, block it, but she turns it into 
a Boston Crab. Nice spot. Crowd was going crazy for it. It looked more like a lion tamer, honestly. It did. I was put put that put that knee in the back. Uh, then uh, after after that, uh, she goes she goes and she hits uh, uh, Bella, uh Bianca with a spear. Then a natural selection for like out of nowhere win. At first I was just like, did she kick out? The match was going on, but no. Shaw beat me to square up and you no know, clean as a whistle. But then I after let her win clean or something. To what? I thought they was not gonna let her win clean or win it, dirty or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So she goes out, and gets a chair, and then the Rhea Ripley song hits. But here's the thing: Charlotte go, puts Bianca's leg in the chair and stops on it anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Rhea her time. And Rhea Ripley's on top of the stage doing her whole entrance. I was like, what are you doing? She up there doing the stomp, and I'm doing her whole entrance before she runs down. I'm like, the damage is done. That's, you know what? <laughs> so I, <laughs> I listen to these people, and they say, in AEW, they want Cody to do that. Like, have somebody get beat up, and he got to do his whole entrance. The angels and yeah. the <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it would be hilarious. It would be funny. It would be funny. I would need him. I need a whole WrestleMania entrance by Cody as this, this, to come say like Dustin Rhodes or something. <laughs> but yeah, she took her time though. Her and it came down. I was just like, okay, so now that she did that to Bianca, does this mean Bianca's not the picture? Or is she really is she more in the picture now? Cause I, I figure if she just beat her clean, she's done. But now she went and stomped the leg out. But it's not, <laughs> is that not, not an angle to get her to like be out of the picture until after WrestleMania? Say if like if Charlotte wins, then she attacks her or something. I don't know. I mean, it could be if the if the if the, if the beat that was more devastating, but it was just like because I was like, damn, the music's still playing, and then Charles is like, look, I want. Bust a leg and put her in the figure eight while you take your good old time to pose because nobody's paying attention to you. I was like, that was just bad on productions in part at all. I don't know. It's kind of like Rhea did it on purpose. Kind of, I don't know. She probably could have. So, uh, like, all right, well, she already getting beat up anyway, so I might as well just come out and wait till she's done. You know? Exactly. So, afterwards, she just runs out, and that, that's where it actually just abruptly ends. So that that's actually they, they, they won a little over. So that was just, NXT, huh? Before we talk about AEW, we forgot to talk about this match that Will Regal said is going to be a, a ladder match for the number one contender fight, the women's championship. I missed that. So who's in the ladder Damn. match? He says going to be qualifying matches, but the qualifying matches at the weekend. They will all fight in a ladder match. And that winner, uh, I don't know when they're going to fight. I'm assuming they might fight at, you know, Boston or whatever Survivor Series. I mean, SummerSlam is. But uh, I would think WrestleMania. There. WrestleMania, right? Well, Rhea Ripley and Charlie fight at WrestleMania. No, but here's the thing. You, you, if if Rhea Ripley is, is Charlie fighting WrestleMania, that means she probably not going to fight on Saturday also. On Saturday. On Saturday is when they having a ladder match. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So they had a ladder match on, on that Saturday, yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and, 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 I don't know when, 
I'll say I don't know when that other championship, like when that winner gets their shot. Is what oh, I'm gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. But yeah, that I just want to say that. I think you missed that part. Yeah, I did. I did miss that. Okay. Oh, that, well, that sounds pretty cool. So I already got. Let's see. Uh, Dakota, Bianca, Mia. That's what it look like so far. It'd be good, like uh, take over New Orleans. If that's the case, it could. But I mean, look, I, I see me me and you to take a hard ladder spot. So I know she she don't mind being in no damn ladder match. Tony. You said who? Maybe Tony Storm. Oh, that's right. Cake back there. You right. All right. Well, yeah. So, so when when they start doing that, yeah, we'll uh start looking at that. It'll probably be next week, something like that. Uh, AEW time. So, AEW, I give them props because we're gonna start off with the bang. We starting off with, huh? I was saying DDP. I was kidding. Oh yeah, funny. No, we starting off with a thirty minute Iron Man match between Kenny Omega and Pac. And this is why I watched AEW first. Because they started off, AEW started off with the Iron Man match, and then NFC started off with Dijakovic and Cameron Grimes. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to start off with AEW today. Exactly. I was just like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not turning in this half hour. I was just like, Cause it's, it's, uh. No commercials. Exactly. So, uh, the Young Bucks is out there, but no Adam Page. Not his own tag team partner, but the Young Bucks out there to support Kenny on. In the matchup. So, once again, as it starts off, the first five minutes was just beautiful back and forth action going to the outside. Uh, Omega wins the first fall by disqualification when Packers with a steel chair. And, and then. I would take a loss if it mean hurt my opponent more. That's what I would do. I, mean, I, I agree. I, I, I hit the concerto. That's what you should have hit the concerto and then wait them 30 seconds and then pin them again. You know? Uh huh. And then, but he's not done yet because he still hits a black arrow on Omega and then hits on the outside, puts him on a table and hits a shooting star press off the top through the table. That, was a, that table kind of broke kind of wildly. Yep. Yeah. And at one point he did do like a falcon arrow from the apron to the to the floor, which, which looked like it hurt. Ooh, yeah, that, that, was, that was crazy. Uh... And then uh, he, he he goes back in. Uh, <coughs> now wait, how did Pack get that that win over Omega? I think he hit Black Arrow. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Uh, then, and then uh, had him in like the brutalizer for like you know the rest of the time or whatever. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So the brutalizer was like the last few minutes. Omega to the ropes, but then after he gets off the ropes, Pack goes right back to the brutalizer. And then he goes, tries to elbow him, hit him out of it, tries to go for a pinfall pack, just keeps rolling out of it, and keeps rolling through with it. But then time expires, which we probably knew was going to happen, and now it's a, we're going into sudden death overtime. You know, one thing I don't like is, the announcer doesn't need to say that. If fans of wrestling should already know, you know it's going to be overtime. Well, I think he said that because Jim Ross said it's going to be three minutes, three extra minutes. That's why. Okay. So, so after he spent three minutes in the brutalizer, all of a sudden, V trigger, Neville's uh, package down. Then he get he gets him in another knee. Then he holds both hands together and hits him with another knee and goes the for the cuff. Huh? The golden knee. The golden, the golden knee. 
And then he covers him, and Pack kicks out, and then he hits a one wing angel, and then the match is over. Kenny Omega wins the match. Here's my here's my thing. I don't mind Kenny Omega winning the matchup. I just the the thing is, I'm like, okay, hold on. If you've been a brutalizer for over three minutes, you've been fighting, and you just automatically get up out of nowhere. If V trigger pack, I thought it was gonna be at least an, an extra five minutes or so. And uh, but no, Pat just gets one V trigger. He's loopy. Then he gets the golden knee, and he's out. And it's like, okay, here goes the one wing angel, and that's it. I was like, well, that brutalized it look like shit for the past three minutes. Omega has that cocaine uh, comeback spot. I'm telling you, the cocaine Ultimate Warrior comeback spot. Call that bullshit. Call that bullshit. Wipe his head. He be losing the whole match. Wipe his nose. <laughs> <laughs> then he, 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 he come back. He got to kill people. That's what he do all the time. Oh, I mean, well, he he gets the win. Six man tag team matchup. Player is up next. By the way, are you glad they didn't start with a tag team match this week? I, 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 I'm glad this time we didn't start with a tag team. Match. I was like, all right, but you know what's coming. But yeah, they start off Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus. Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy takes on the Inner Circle, Santana Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara. Uh, once again, in the beginning, everybody is uh, doing their thing. Jungle Boy dies out the ropes a couple times. Uh, Lucio tosses out Marco Stunt, but they catch him and toss him into Jungle Boy. And Lucio Stories continues to impress me with his moveset that he has. I don't know how you feel about Jungle Express. I'm not really feeling I'm feeling Luchasaurus. Marco Stunt, I'm annoyed by it. And Jack Perry, you know, Jungle Boy, not really, he's okay, but he's not doing much to me. I think, like, I don't have a problem with Jungle Boy. I do not. And I always say this, and y'all may, not, y'all may hate me. I don't like Marco Stunt. I didn't like Marco Stunt when he was in the Battle Royal at All, all Out or All In. I'm sorry. Uh, Marco Stunt is just like, he, it's like a little boy in there wrestling. Now, maybe he's just that sort of a man, but I'm just saying, but he is the problem. I mean, I like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus as a tag team, but obviously Luchasaurus is going to break off and do his own thing like Montez Ford. So... I wish they'd be just singles people because I think they'll get more over as singles than as a tag team, just my opinion. Well, you already know... Everybody, everybody loves Luchasaurus. Yes, but AEW is all about tag teaming. Yeah, but they have so many, so, you know. Right? Yeah. Uh... Sammy go tries to go for the cheap, but then Darby Allen comes out of nowhere and prevents that from happening. And uses a distraction gives uh, Jungle Boy gives Guevara Hurricane Rana and wins the matchup for the Jurassic Express. And then after the match, Darby Allen tosses Guevara over the top rope to Santana Ortiz and brings out the cue cards of uh, what's going to happen at Revolution because they have a match Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, which should be a good one. Which yeah, should be pretty solid. It'd be pretty crazy. Uh huh. I'm surprised they had no like stipulation or nothing. No, pro- probably not. Because you know Darby Allen needs to stop trying to kill himself. Well, you know this this his match came about because he supposedly took Darby Allen's voice, like he injured his his throat, so he can't talk. Yeah, but I mean, but it's still like revolution. So when they decide which one of their big pay views are going to be. Like, you know, we'll probably figure out. This is the first one of the, of the decade, first one of the year so far. Best friends, God. 
uh, take on the Butcher and the Blade. I have not seen them win a match yet. I thought uh, they were going to be threats. Who? Butcher and Blade. I think they're just as far as getting heat, like beating people up, not as far as winning. Okay, cause I was like, they just, they just like, we'll, we'll, after the match, we'll, we'll beat you up. I think that's, I think that's what they kind of are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Spot, Arch, Cassie, and Bunny are facing off in the ring, and then uh, he avoids the low blow this time and goes and dies outside the ropes and lands on the blade, I think it is. And then they uh, pin the butcher for the win. Best friends win. And uh, because I forgot to mention that, you know, uh, Pac was, uh, Arch Cassius showed up out of nowhere at the beginning of the match after the Ironman match. And Pac just, like, knocked him out. So I was like, here's a force match that we might want to see. Uh... First of all, Tony Schiavone was out of line. He should have got beat up. He probably should have. Before... <laughs> How do you feel about doing all this preparation to Kenny Omega and taking his friends and stuff and then losing? How do you feel about that? He's like, <laughs> right now, mate? <laughs> um, his timing was off. Uh, here's the thing. Do I want to see Orange Cassie in a match? Yeah, why not? But it was so forced. There's no heat behind any of this. It was just something to put on the card. And I'm like, okay. And he was like, well, you know what? He will try. They got a he will try chant. And he says, ask Arch Cassie, will he try? He gives the Arch Cassie freshly squeezed thumbs up. So I'm curious to see if he actually is going to put on a good match or if he's just going to be Arch Cassidy and he's going to get squashed by Pac. I mean. His character is like, once the bell rings, he can wrestle, of course, but his wrestling. Is, is is good. He can do a lot all these spots. But against Pac, Pac is like the most maybe the most serious person there is in AEW. So he's gonna look we'll talk about that later, but yeah, I don't think he's gonna come out on top. Yeah, not at all in that one. Okay. Here we go, prime time when it comes to shit that I don't know. So we got a <laughs> fatal four way matchup. Here we go. Okay, so here we go. We got Big Swole. Swole, okay. Taking on uh Shanna. Shana. Shana. Okay. Taking on Yuki Yuki Sasaki. <laughs> no, you close. It's Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki. Okay. And Hakura Shida. What is it? Hakara Shida. Hakara Shida. I, I get all the J- Japanese names wrong. I tell you. <laughs> It's hard, but when you say it, it's kind of more easy. Hakara Shida, Shida, so, uh, you know. Yuka, I can understand Yuka. Yuka, people get her name mixed up, because it's like Sakazaki. So. Yeah, I, I got, I'm starting to get to her all the time. So, obviously, I was just like, okay, well, going into this match, I knew Shida was winning this matchup. I thought, <laughs> only reason I thought Swole was on because she had that altercation with Nyla Rose yeah, but and, she, and uh, them last week. Yeah, she she did, but the the, the, the reason why I didn't think Swole was going to win because Swole not even ranked right now. She not. Nope. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, okay, so we got women here that's actually ranked, and I'm just like, yeah. Uh, now don't get me wrong, I like Big Swole and everything, but e- even the dark matches, you no, know, she has to get ranked first to be. And I'm like, if if they just make her win and boost her all the way to the top, I'm like, wait a minute. After a win, you know she beating the people. 
is going up against is going against AEW's rule. So she had to lose and take the pinfall. Yeah, um Yeah, how come she'd have been at the top for a little while? Like she'd been like the top one or two or three for a while, but she, she only got like one shot and I believe that was like in the fatal four way. So maybe she'll end up getting her one on one shot eventually. I know Britt Baker's still like that, but Britt Baker hasn't really had a match in seen like forever. So she's still like that too. Yeah, so the thing is this shows how weak AEW's women's division is. Because it was solid. It was a solid matchup, but I'm like, yeah, even no matter which woman wins this matchup, they're not beating Nyla Rose. Well, yeah. And same thing with, uh, what's what's the name? To take it on her on Saturday. Takara, Takara. Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander. That was way off. Yeah, it's going to take on Nyla Rose, and yeah, she not winning that matchup. So, uh, the newest, uh, Jim Ross has sent that interview with uh, the Tag Team Championship match, Hangman Page and, and Kenny Omega talk about to the Young Bucks. And uh, I did not get a chance to see, I, I did see uh, the Bucks said Page just was just a jobber in Ring of Honor. I mean, they're not lying. It's just when he was he was a jolly and It was like they, I guess they kind of seen him, but they kind of seen he had some inner potential. And it was like, hey, you want to be in the Bullet Club? And after he's in the Bullet Club, they kind of started rising. His stock started rising. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if you know who Chase Owens is, but he was the Chase Owens of the Bullet Club for a while. Then he started rising and rising and rising. And now, of course, he's Adam Hangman Page. Wow. <laughs> Page, well, yeah. He, he, he didn't start out as a job. He can't even say I did because he totally did. <laughs> so, yeah. So, how was the rest of the interview? The interview was, uh, they kind of tried to do like a Rock and Stone Cold vibe. Uh-huh. Nah, Rock and Stone Cold was the Triple H and Stone Cold. Oh, they tried to do like a, like a, you know, that kind of vibe where they, they got tension. You can tell the tension is there. But it's more like a Bucks versus Hangman and Kenny is just there type of thing. Wow. Kenny's like, okay, we're all friends. Y'all need to cool, chill. Hey, man, was like, no, nah, I hate you guys. And then the Bucks are like, well, we we don't like you either. If you don't like us, come on, Kenny. But then Hey, man's kind of like, well, Kenny's my partner, so he's coming on my side. So it's kind of like they fighting over Kenny in a sense and fighting with each other. Ooh, it's a it's a it's a it's a story. Okay, it's a story. All right. I was about to say so. I mean, hey. It's, it's, it's going to bring some heat to the matchup, so I can't, can't wait to see it. Uh, the new AEW signee, Lance Archer, will be on next week's Dynamite. Do you know who Lance Archer is? No, I don't. Not, oh. not, not by that name. Okay. <laughs> he was in TNA and WWE on, under different names. Okay. But well, he's, getting, he's getting better. What was the name? TNA, TNA he was Lance Hoyt, the Rock and Rave Infection. The, wait, the what? <laughs> the Rock and Rave Infection. That sounds familiar. It was Jimmy, it was him, Jimmy Hoyt, Lance Hoyt, Jimmy something, and Christy Hemme. Ugh. And then he came to WWE, he was like Vance Archer. Okay. But yeah, he went to New Japan, reinvented himself, and now he's like a big monster type of dude. Before he was like a 3MB type of, I played the guitar and stuff, play Guitar Hero. 
but now he's like a monster. Like he's like a legit force. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Damn. Okay. That, that, that's uh, that's a good signing in my opinion. It's a good, good big guy, good signing. They might as well. They're gonna take him. Uh, John Moxley and Chris Jericho have their way in for Revolution. I mean, and actually have the actual scale there. They have the inner circle coming out like, like it's a whole boxing thing. How they all hold each other's in line. Posse. What'd you say? The Painmaker Posse is what they had on they uh they suits, which I liked. Painmaker Posse, I, I I like that. But uh, the, I think the reason behind this is because. Every pay-per-view that AEW has done, they did. They have done a weigh-in for championship match, but they don't do it like on air. They kind of do it. You know how they have um, Starcast? They usually do it at Starcast, but I guess they finally decided they want to do it on, you know, on the actual show. Yeah, that's kind of cool though. Uh, cool that. So uh, they're all outside, and then. Um Boxes to the head patch on. Now, I was off and on with this. I was, I was uh, doing some things around the house. So, all, next thing I, did, I see them standing up there. I didn't see the talking part, and then I seen up these two started brawling out of nowhere. So, could well, you fill me in? Mox got on the scale, of course. He was like 230, 235. And then Jericho's taking forever to get on the scale. He has the championship. He's like, nah, I don't want the championship. He takes the championship off. He has some shades. Nah, I don't want the shades. Takes the shades off. He has a scarf or a bandana on his neck. I don't want a bandana. Takes that off. He's about to step on the scale. Then he's like, you know what? Mahomes sucks. And then he takes his jacket off and then he's about to step on the scale. And I guess uh, Moxley just had enough. He just punches him right in the face. I don't know if he broke his nose or something, but he was like bleeding very bad. Ooh. But yeah, then the uh, in the circle, uh, I'm calling the Painmaker Posse today. Painmaker Posse, and they start just fighting, and then um, Dustin comes out, and of course takes out Hager, and then Gavar comes, not Gavar, Darby Allen comes out and tries to take out Gavar, but Gavar hit him with a low blow and then like broke the skateboard over his over his head. So there's that, and then it's only LAX and Jericho, and then they. Give him a Judas effect, and then pick him up and hit him with a paradise shift on that little platform that the scale was on. Yeah, that, that I can't remember that part. That, that looks sick. That looked really sick. So yeah, that that was actually a nice little ending segment. I actually like it. It's a go home show. It's not as crazy as the first go home show when they had everybody brawling, but it was still a good go home show ending. Yeah. So you know what? That actually, because like I said, I came back on. I came back on the end. So it was a, it was actually really good. And then of course I was like, "Where, where's his blood coming from?" And him and him and Jericho going at it. And I'm, t- I'm telling y'all this right now. We're gonna do our predictions in the podcast, but Moxie losing this match. <laughs> Moxie losing this match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll get to that later. But uh, so who wins for this week? AEW or NXT? I'm gonna have to go with AEW Dynamite. AEW Dynamite Dynamite picks up the win for me as well. NXT bored the hell out of me this week, except for that main event. And some segments were just like, "Oh, come on." Yeah, I mean, I did like Velveteen Dream challenging him for a cage match, even though we're gonna do two of them. But I was like, everything about NXT bored the hell out of me this week. 
I don't know if it was just not boring, but you know, AEW had like an exciting show, and you watch, and you turn to NXT, and they're doing like, uh, you know, uh, Chopper and Austin Theory. Not, not that it's not wrong with that, but just like, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Because they got to get to, you know, that, that take over Tampa and WrestleMania. So they're in a holder period also, whereas AEW had a go-home show because they go for their pay-per-view, so they had to be hot. So, I mean, I, I get why that, that happened. But, guys, like I said, you guys have posted in the comments down below how you guys felt, felt about it and everything. You just do this on YouTube. But now, let's move on. AEW Revolution. I don't know how you watched it, Prime. I did it legally. You, like everyone did. You paid for it? Yes. Wow. Because, see, I was trying to no, find I, out. I, 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 went, I, went, I went somewhere and watched it. <laughs> <clears throat> see, that's what I was trying to do. It was like in the, it was like in the, uh, in the Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, see, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to go somewhere and watch it, but I just I just had a very mess up day today, so I couldn't do it. I was trying to see if it was on Fight TV. I couldn't do it, so I, I cheated. It, this is so weird because it's on Fight TV, but not for Americans. For everybody other than Americans, I know that's weird. I mean, well, they, they don't like us right now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so what I did was I, I did what, of course, anybody would do. I got the play by play for prime time. Check out the highlights. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving them play by play, sending them the Twitter videos and all. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get onto this awesome show. And we had a lot of surprises today. I mean, there there were some that were like, "This is ass." But I will we'll get to it. So I didn't see the pre-show of the Dark Order taking on SoCal Uncensored, which once again, really miss much. Yeah, I, I don't think we, we we got who the higher power is or whatever the case may be. Or no, but um, at the end of the match, they started beating them up, and then Colt Cabana came out, oh, and Lord. then um. <laughs> Daniels came out in like a in like his fallen angel robe with his head down. Yeah. I guess to try to act like he was the exalted one, but then he came on and beat up the Dark Order. So those four stood tall. All right. Opening matchup of the night. God, Jake Hager or Hager takes on Dustin Rhodes. Uh, I didn't think this was the right match for the opening of the no, show. No, it was not, and you are right on the money. And I don't care how many times Jake Hager kisses his wife. Look, people. She's on screen, though. I know what y'all gonna say. I know what y'all gonna say. This man, you know, he he played. He's a UFC or MMA. He's he's a legit fighter. I have never been a fan of Jack Swagger. I'm sorry, I haven't. And on top of that, he has the most unorthodox body. And I'm looking like if he's the muscle, like really. First of all, he looked bigger in WWE, like muscle wise. Well, he yeah, because he's you know, his MMA. He, he got a cut sometimes. Exactly. This match, in my opinion, sucked. Yeah, it was like some bad spots, like spots that like I I was like not necessary at all. It wasn't, and it was boring as shit. Yeah, it was, it was super. It was so. Bo- it was boring, and I'm like, why is this match so long? This match was about ten minutes too long. I think it was ten minutes. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it was fourteen minutes and forty seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the, they could have shaved off a good cut this in half about seven minutes and get the point across, and it did. They could have. They could have cut the wife stuff out. They could because because they had Dustin Rose go over there and kick his his wife and 
so many Vader bombs. They, they were trying to get the crowd into it as an opener, but I'm like, this is not working for me. I'm already <clears throat> bored. I already knew what the finish was going to be. I knew he was going to end up getting him with that low blow because they're trying to get that over. Ever since he did it in uh, MMA, they're trying to get that over. That's one of his, like, his lethal moves. So mm. I knew that was going to be the finish. But, you know, Hager wins, and that's it because this match was boring. It was. Now we start picking up the pace, which yep. uh, I don't understand. Uh, well, first of all, Darby Allen comes out. And he's going up against Sammy Guevara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, before we get into this, um, the crowd has on like the wristbands, like that light up. Ooh. So like different color of the crowds light up in different colors, and that's neat. So mm. when Darby comes out, it looks like the Bray Wyatt entrance, but with red and yellow lights flashing Ooh, back and forth. That's cool. That is nice. Yeah. So Darby comes out. Look, we ain't playing no games. He automatically dives to the outside, yep. takes out Guevara. Yep. And, and then they just started like just fighting for like good it was like a good maybe five minutes they fought on the outside yeah before the, even the bell even rung uh dumb move here uh he Darby Allen drapes over uh Sammy Guevara over the rail like he's RVD he goes <laughs> and runs and gives a dive through the ropes looks like he slips and he comes down low and they hit head to head yeah I don't know what happened there I don't know if he just ain't timing right or he thought the, the thing was uh, closer than it was. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but no matter what he was trying to do, it was stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just stupid. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. They, they go, and they go to the other side of the ring, and then uh, Sammy Guevara pulls out a table from underneath the ring. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what's he about to do? He puts Darby out on the table. He goes up to the top rope. And he hits a 6.30. Not a 4.50. Not a splash. He hits a 6.30 to the point where he kept going. That looked like a video game to me. He just kept going. What's that for 6.30? Oh, God. Uh, 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 uh. Is it 7.20? No. No, 7.20 is if you do it 3.60 twice. But a 6.30, 4.50, so... This um, I don't know, like a a thousand twenty or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, I don't but know. all I know is that man kept flipping. It was brutal, and he was holding his back afterwards. So I guess they were trying to sell that a little bit. Yes, I wouldn't even took that spot, but he did it, and I was like, "Oh, everybody was chanting. Uh, it was cool. It really was. Um, it really was cool." But then now we get back to the ring, and especially with the match starts, but don't last that much longer. Afterwards, where Darby Allen picks up the victory. Yep, coffin drop. He, it's like that's a long ways to just like fall because you know they usually be like closer to the near corner, but he doesn't go to that corner. He goes all the way to the other side of the ring and does the coffin drop. Which yeah, it's a long ways to just look and like to just fall and not look. Yeah, I'm saying he, he. That's why Darby Allen got all that stuff. Uh. Big match coming up next for the tag team championships, the AEW World Tag Championships. Uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page taking on the Young Bucks. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Mind you, they are going with the WCW level ramp to the ring, which is going to come into effect later. And oh yeah, also they made the announcement that March twenty eighth 
is war games. Yeah, but you yeah. know they can't use war games, so uh, you know, hey. Oh wait, the WWE still owns war games name? I don't know. They own war games, but they just not calling it war games. They calling it um, I think they said the match beyond or something like that. Oof. Forgot. This Ugh. means war, so I forgot. I, I, I can't. Remember. <clears throat> okay, well, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, it's coming up in March. I hope they put the roof back on. They might. I don't know. If it's going to be as tall as that cage that they had on last week, that's, that's going to be a big cage. That's a scary cage right there. Very scary. Uh, so, uh, this match is exactly what you expect. Hard-hitting, back-forth action. Uh, there was a point where... Spot, 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 uh, spot. That's spot. Right, spot, 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 uh, back and forth. There was a spot where... Adam Page was trying to uh, put Mac Jackson to a table on the outside. McKinney and Megan took her back and like, no, we want to do this the right way. And I was just like, okay. I know it's gonna uh, be called back uh, later. Uh, fast forward through the matchup. They take Adam Page on the outside on, on the, on the ramp. Uh, it's like, first, they give him like a Northern Light suplex on, on the ramp. Then Mac the Jackson, locomotive. The, it's three uh, Northern Light suplexes like in a row. Okay, so they called it the, the locomotive. Yeah, it's like the three amigos were with the northern lights. Okay, yeah. Well, he does that, and then especially on the third one, he just kind of gives a little release, and then Adam Page is out on the stage. So, like, this is kind of like a move that young boys do in Japan a lot, where usually it's against Rocket Romero, where they fighting, and then, like, they just take Rocket Romero, go all the way up the ramp, and then just powerbomb him on the stage, and then run back, so that they can just isolate their opponent. Wow. So, it's kind of like one of those things. And then, of course... In the middle of the match, you know, Kenny had like a torn labrum or something. Some something in the shoulder was torn, oh. so that's why he had like some tape on. And Matt Jackson kept trying to like attack it. He was like kind of being healed on the shoulder, stomping on it, and Danny Bryan style and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, well, I might as well take it. Uh, at one point, Kenny tried to do the one winged angel, and he couldn't get it because of his shoulder, so he couldn't do it. So he just had to pin him down. Uh, Hangman eventually got back up, and he hit the one weed angel. But no, on, but, no but I'm saying, but, but, but you you got to the Meltzer driver on the on the stage, right? Oh yeah, okay. See, that's what I'm saying because it's totally my bad. Because yeah. he did hit the Meltzer, the, the Indy Taker, is that one, the okay. Indy Taker on the stage, and he was out for a good five minutes, maybe. Yeah, and they what double team Kenny Omega, and you know Kenny Omega had the whole Indy Spirit fight through this joint. After a couple of double super kicks. <laughs> His, Kenny Omega's is not the any Kenny Omega and Kota Bushi both have the cocaine spirit. That's what I call it. The cocaine spirit? Because after they both do they, they do they come back and they swear they both wipe their nose all crazy like they just did cocaine. I mean, I I, I argue with you on that one. <laughs> like this one Kota Bushi match against Okada, he literally got destroyed the whole match like he was dead, like he was limp. And then he came up, fighting spirit, hit like five daily moves, and then just, <sighs> oh, that's that's kind of what they do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> now, see that. So now, since uh, Kenny Omega was about to we got out of get pinned, Adam Page comes back into the ring, and then this is why I thought it was over. Uh, he he take he just throws Nick Jackson off the apron to a table. Yep. They sit down yep. ringside. Then they hit Matt Jackson with the buckshot lariat V trigger combination, which is a move for some reason. I don't know why I like it, but I do like it. And he kicks out. 
Yeah. I was like, y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all killing me. Y'all killing me. We're going to do this thing over the What are they not going to kick out to? You got you to lose to something. I will say this match had a lot of kickouts that was un, that was that didn't need to be, but I think the kickouts in this vicinity worked for this story that they were telling. It would. However, I still think that the way the the young bucks are so quick on their feet, with Nick Jackson getting surprised and getting tossed through the table, and then a buckshot V trigger combination on Matt Jackson, I thought that would have won better than. Him coming out of nowhere with a regular Larry and beating Matt Jackson. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they, I don't know why they're trying to do this hey man, I win by myself type of thing. I know it's, it's setting up for a turn, but they had the perfect, they hit a perfect beat trigger. Like, it looked perfect and everything. But I guess that's how they want to do it. I wish he do his other finisher because that looked more like a finisher. The Larry don't look like a setup move to do your finisher. Yes, I do agree. Yeah. I, as, as I'm saying, I, I think all that is a. Uh, it, it's dumb. Because to me, I'm like, the, the finish you had knocking Nick Jackson over t- into the table and then having Matt in there take the V trigger buckshot, that, that would have been a perfect win. But having him just get it, get caught out of nowhere with a regular Lariat and losing, I, I see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I like so many kickouts because you can't top it. You can't top You can't top You You had like so many finishes in that match, you just can't top it. But uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page win the matchup, and then they, you can tell there's still some tension, but he t- he does to sit on the ropes and let Omega out, showing a sign of respect, grabs a beer from the crowd, and then they just walk back uh, with the win. I don't know. They, they teased like it was something going to happen. It was, at first, they teased like it was going to be like a triple super kick on Hangman. They was like, you know how, like, they kind of got their foot, like, planted, like, like, yeah. like, like do a super kick? They all was like in a like a kind of like in a diamond kind of I don't know how to explain but they both was in there like we got a triple super kick you but then mm-hmm. they didn't do it hey man when Kenny had his back turned was teasing like on the ropes like he was about to do the book shot but then when Kenny turned around he was like oh it's cool come on come come get out the ring so they teasing one or the other they teasing all three of them turning on hey man or hey man turns on Kenny but it's something being teased so he was being teased and I'm curious to see what it's going to be. I actually made you know. I don't know what's going to happen on that one. I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, coming up next after that matchup is Nyla Rose taking on. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even lie. This was a cool down match. Versus your Chris uh, Statlander. Honestly, for for AEW's women division, that's what it was. Uh, only really a couple good spots in this matchup. There was a giant Gargano style spear from Nala Rose to uh, yeah, into the yeah, to Satlander through the ring. That was cool. Satlander tries to go for a Hurricane Rana or Frankenstein from the top rope. Nala Rose picks it back up and gives her that sit down power bomb, which looked brutal. Uh, and beats uh, Chris Statlander. So, like I said, once again, we're gonna keep this whole uh, dominant Nia Jax thing. Yeah, I think they're gonna be. Um, she might be good for a little while. She she gonna be dominant for a little good little while. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, but like I said, it was the it was, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. It was the bathroom break matchup. Nobody really cared. Uh, but they yeah, cared about yeah. this one. MJF taking on Cody. Well, you you know the bill that we had. 
for this matchup. So primetime, sell it to me because he already told me how you know Cody got to have an entrance. Everybody got to do all this kind of stuff. I want to know first thing because I missed the entrances. For one, Cody, you already know Cody had to get the pew, 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 boo, 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 He already got all that. But the people that say his song came out to sing his song, strike one. He said strike one. Right. I don't know if they didn't do a sound check. I don't know if they warmed their voices up. I don't know, but it did not sound good at all. Maybe the first, the first bar, like Adrenaline. And my soul, that part sounded good. Other than that, it went off the rails. That's part number one. Part number two, he had like six people out there. It was like Arn Anderson, Brandy, like five other people, and Stephen Amell. All right. So that's that. And I don't know, the performance just wasn't good. The performance missed the whole lecture, so honestly. However, then, however, Brandy was looking mighty fine. Yeah, but then we get the strike two. He gets on the rope, and he like he like you know he, he had a jacket up to his neck. He zips the jacket down, and he has a neck tattoo of his logo right there, right there though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that was uh, stupid right there. I don't like that. If it was on his arm, his his shoulder, his bicep, his leg, anywhere else, I would not have a problem with. But right there, like right there though. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a big, colorful looking motherfucker one. Too, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> anyways, anyways, uh, MJF comes out looking like uh, Robert Ro- Bobby Roode in, in 2011. That's what he looked like. Um, he look, he look, that, that role did look good. But he comes out in the robe, and this match is uh, for one, it's gonna be others. So they when they get their footing together and their chemistry, then the other matches will be good. But um, surprisingly, Cody did not bleed in this match. MJF was the one to bleed in this match. Um, but Cody still did some stuff that was like, like running all the yeah. way down to the other end of the ramp to run all the way oh, this way to a clothesline. Hey, that's what I thought he was about to bleed too. I thought he was about to miss and like hit the floor, uh, hit the little ramp or something exactly. like that. No, he <laughs> ran all the way back to do a clothesline. But um. Yeah, this match was just overbooked for me. It was just too much stuff going on. Yep, such it was, as it was a solid match, but like at one point, like um, somebody poured beer on Warlow. Brandy, Brandy threw, like threw the beer in her face. Warlow. Yeah, Brandy dove on Warlow. Uh, Arn Anderson got a big boot. Um, what else? Cody dove on Warlow. It was just a lot of stuff going on on the outside. Just too much for me, but um. Yeah, the Cody loses in what I call the Johnny Gargano fashion. He gets upset. He gets pissed. He has two crossroads. Instead of pinning him, he goes for a third crossroads and get um tries to get greedy. Gets reversed, and MJF pulls out the ring and hits him with the ring mm. that he had on his finger. Put the put the ring back in his tights, and then he loses to the ring. So yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have another match, but um. It's gonna have to be like a like a, a gimmick to the match. I was thinking the same thing. Like no war low or just like you know something is gonna gonna have to happen. I, I I was entertained by the match for the most part. I felt as though that 
the way the story was built up throughout the whole thing and taking the last and everything, I, I, I felt kind of underwhelmed a little bit. Does that make sense? So, yeah, that's what I was saying. The build to this match is epic. The match didn't work. Like, it was not a bad match, but it was overbooked as well as not being, like, not... The chemistry wasn't there. Exactly. So, like, say they have another match and it's like a no-holds-barred or something. They might have more chemistry and more freedom to do more crazy things, you know. Then that's when Cody gonna bleed. Could have said, "I'm not gonna bleed the first match. Second match, I'm bleeding." <laughs> well, he 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 wasn't bleeding. He wasn't bleeding. This one, MJF was when it got they got busted open. Yeah, I don't, and I don't even know what he like bleeded off of. I just know like he did something, and MJF just rolled out the ring. And then we go to Warlow, do the stuff with Warlow. We come back, and he like a crimson mask. So that's just stuff they kind of might need to work on for AEW, as far as like a you know um, a move that gets busted open, like. A big boo, or against the exposed turnbuckle, or something yeah. that something something that, to get so something, something that, that that gets you color, and yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of over the whole brass knucks thing. I was just like, get, get yeah, whatever. So a, after that, we we, we got ourselves a little buffer match, which turned out to be a very damn good matchup. <laughs> we have the bastard pack taking on freshly squeezed. Orange Cassidy. For one, you know how his his character is like he's like a sloth and he's like lazy. His pyro was <laughs> his pyro like you know how how the noise sounds when that when that when the Cody's pyro go off or when the other pyros like a boom shh something like that. Yeah. His pyro his pyro got that noise. It's like a boom, but it's like the smoke. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, okay. First of all, I like how kind of over this band is yeah he, he's very over after tonight he's more over uh, like I watched I watched him um, wrestle on the end so I thought I thought he was going to get a big uh, pop when he put uh, the arm the arm back the uh, elbow pad because that's like his thing kind of rolled up all slow but you know whatever this match was good this match was like my second best match of the night for me I, I agree because at the beginning you know, Orange Cash is doing all the stuff like, you know, teasing uh, Pack and, you know, trying to kick his shins and everything. And then, <laughs> and then Pack did it back. <laughs> exactly. You know, and then was like, oh, 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 oh. And then, so uh, afterwards, you know, uh, he, he goes and knocks him down. But you know what? Them glasses come off. And Orange Cassidy is putting on a match. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I didn't. I'm glad. I didn't you, I think he's going to do it. I'm glad he showed everybody he can actually wrestle other than be a comedy act. I'm glad that that they yeah, because, him more because it, they needed that. I mean, he can still stick with his comedy act because that's what he does. But I'm like, but people got to say that Orange Cassidy is a good wrestler. Yes, I think the most over people that they have right now is probably Darby Allen. Just other than like the elite and all those main people, the newer stars from AEW, I think are Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and Luchasaurus are the over people that like yeah. that they are building yeah but yeah he he hit a brain buster from the from the top rope that was nasty exactly was a suplex brain buster or something that, that was nasty oh uh, oh oh, oh yeah. when Neville tried to give him that suplex he turned to like a stunner I enjoyed that yeah that was good too but <laughs> for some reason I don't even know why um the Lucha Brothers come out and beat up best friends 
don't know. It was kind of random, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, it, 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 and I was like, I was like, first of all, Phoenix doing all that six one nine stuff just to kick <laughs> somebody yeah, in the head. For one, for one, I was like, you literally, you just standing there, you just see him doing all this stuff. When you just move out the way or something? Exactly, and I was like, and then I guess that's the next rivalry of them going against best friends. But Pack does put on the uh, God, what's he call it now? Because they the reason the brutalizer, the brutalizer or Orange Cassidy, and then. Orange Cassidy immediately taps out, but you know what? Good showing for Orange Cassidy that it, it, it woke people up to who this guy really is. People was like, "Did he try?" Like, I don't. He was like, "I don't know if he tried or not," but uh, I think he did good. So, you know, is that no, it, 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 it? It was a really good match. And you know what? I'm guarantee you right now, he blows up after this, like like even bigger than what he is. Yeah, because I know a lot of people, a lot of non wrestling fans, even like was supposed to him when he did the kicks to Tommy Dreamer and the, the first his first like thing in AEW so he's gonna get bigger and bigger I can tell especially with the kicks and all that stuff and him actually being able to wrestle so uh-huh. we'll see we'll see how it goes uh, okay so it's made of that time and this is for the AEW championship yep yep now can you please please explain <laughs> to me where the hell? Because I didn't see this main event until the end. So you, okay. so you had to carry this a little bit more. I okay. just want to know, where the hell did Chris Jericho get Sister Susie and the whole Beulah Baptist Church Choir? Tell me. The Beulah Baptist Church? Sister. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where like I said, she was the Beyonce character. Yeah, I was, yeah so where he get where he <laughs> no. gonna get the Beulah Baptist Church choir? So the the week when they um was singing, I, I guess she's a she's a choir singer, of course. She put it on Twitter. She put her doing all the parts though. So like she put her singing the chorus, her, her singing the background, and her doing like the beats and stuff. And she just posted that Chris Jericho was like, "Oh, this girl is good, so I'm gonna bring her in." And boy, when I tell you, this probably this is like this isn't the best interest of that, but this, this is like one of maybe the top three interests of AEW. Of course, they haven't really been here much, but she it was it was very good, very good. She sung a three minute song with the choir, and everybody was singing along. It was just great. I thought they was gonna do it the whole time. I thought the whole time he was walking out, they were just gonna do the acapella, but I guess not. But. Well, I mean, I don't know if they were going to... They put some soul into it. I don't he had the whole soul. He had the, <laughs> he had the whole gospel choir. Because when you told me they singing, I was not thinking he went and got these Baptist choir members. <laughs> you thought they was doing that, like Bobby Rule interest was? That yeah. one takeover? Glorious, glorious, glorious. It's like the uh, opera type of singers. Uh-huh. Uh, no. Nah, he got a... Sister, no, no, he, yo, man, he got like, like, like they all well, gone for platters after this, okay? <laughs> he got a sister. She didn't sing. She, she sang. Sang. She A-N-G. sang. Yeah. She sang. Oh, man. So now let let us get to the matchup. So yeah, this this match, this match wasn't as overbooked as the Cody match, but it did have a lot of stuff booked in it. Um, a lot of, now I won't say crazy spots, but a lot of. Brutal spots. One being a power bomb to the to the what a ring bell let, 
And that whole thing just looked like it hurt. Mm. Looked like it just just hurt bad. Um, at one point, of course, Hayer came out because he because uh, Santana and Ortiz were distracting the ref. Hager came out, and I think he did the low blow. So then referee, of course, she winded it up. Everybody was doing, oh, get him out of here. Everybody went crazy. That's like the biggest, one of the biggest pops of the night is for them to get out. So, <laughs> it's all right. Um, but then after that, it was just a regular one-on-one match. They went to the crowd. Jericho was trying his hardest to get disqualified. He was pushing the ref, like, like pushing her, like, very violently pushing her. He uh, picked it, up it the, didn't work, huh? Yeah, no. Nah, he picked up the the rail. He picked up the actual the actual rail, like the barricade, and threw it at Moxley. Uh, that didn't work. So he was just trying to get disqualified to you know obviously keep the title. Um, the ending, the ending, the ending. I did not understand. Um, the ending. John Moxley literally he was on the ground and he just like hulked up he hulked up and took the eye patch off and said I could see the whole time and then he did a um, paradigm shift and that was it now I, I did see the paradigm shift and I mean look hey at first I was like Jericho would win this cause Jericho's a better champion but hey I'm not mad I'm giving it to Moxley though I'm not mad at it. I thought Jericho was gonna win cause I was like he got so much more stuff to do as champion but I can, I can see him like just chilling for a while, chilling back while the while the uh dark not dark other and the circle just does other stuff. But yeah, the ending is the only thing I kind of didn't really understand. But um, yeah, Mox is the new champion. He cut a promo after it, which was weird. I don't know if they was all in sync or not. It was like he was waiting on somebody to come out and interrupt him, but nobody came out, and then his <laughs> whole music played. His own music played. He was like, well, who's that? Oh, my music. Okay, turn that off. So, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was a weird ending segment, but he ended it with saying he's going to drink some whiskey. So, yeah. Oh, he may call the rock for that one. <laughs> or he may go drink the whiskey with with, with, with Soul Sister singing the choir. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure he's going to be with Renee. She she was, like, in the front row. Oh, that's right. Oh, that, oh Renee, they Renee at the house? <laughs> See, the, the AEW don't do what WWE do. WWE, if you, like, work for another company, they'll put you right, you know, they'll put you on camera right in front row. Like, hey, this person has come to our show. AEW, they didn't do that. Like, she was right in the front row on the camera side, but she wasn't in the in the frame. So that's, I got that's you. Good, you support your husband, you support that. So, that was AEW Rev- Revolution pay-per-view. So, I'm giving pay-per-view... I'm gonna give it a very high B plus. It okay. would have had an A. It would have had an A if, uh, first of all, the whole Jake Hager thing, not 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 not, not, not my steez. The whole okay. they need to get they need to get better in their women's division. Okay. Those are the only two matches there, but everything else, man, was fantastic. Yeah, I give it a B two. This is not the best. AEW but that's not that's not saying it's bad just like NXT takeovers you know they yeah. get better so when they have like a one that's not like the best people say act like it's bad it's not bad it just wasn't as good as those other ones cause they put on such a good shows all the time um yes I agree with you Jake Hager the match the women's match 
And the overbookingness of the Cody match to me is what brought mine down to a B. Uh, once again, guys, post any comments down below how you guys felt about AEW Revolution. Uh, hit that like button if you guys enjoyed our review. And hit the subscribe button for more wrestling reviews and pay reviews right here on their coalition. Once again, I don't know. Maybe by the summertime I can afford to actually buy all. Uh, I, well, first of all, when is War Games? Is it, that's, that's a pay per view, right? No, it's actually on a regular episode. What? Yeah. That's a Wednesday Night War thing? Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't. Wow. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. So, y'all better so, bugger. I'm pretty that. sure it, they, might be like a, they might do like a whole commercial free episode or something. I don't know. I mean, they got the money for that, though, so why not? <laughs> Alright, but once again, this is NCAA Place to Be, Church of Mr. Andy, and uh, not Dan Sands for Primetime. Alright, y'all. Alright, and uh, the Nerd Coalition is out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be it's nc business comes with pressure. There's a limit to what I can do and still keep employees engaged. Fortunately, there's Insperity. They put 30 plus years of HR experience to work to help me with hiring, training, HR administration, and compliance, while giving my employees competitive benefit options. And because I'm able to focus on other priorities, my employees can thrive and my business can grow. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that makes a difference.